Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 173-ish of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. 174, the Personal Arrogance Podcast brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts, and I'm always here. My name is Eric, uh, giving thanks for Spanx, because, you know, they keep everything together. They just hold it all together, and it's a Seattle company, so i got to support them. Giving thanks for Spanx, Walquist, and uh, joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is? I'm Jesse. Don't for- don't forget to remove your giblets, Wilson. Don't forget it, man. They're in a little bag. It's going to taste bad if you eat it. Yeah, you don't want to You don't want to leave those giblets in there. You're going to make some, uh, some, some gravy out of those things? Am I? I didn't get a turkey this year, so no. Way to go, man. <laughs> Fighting know. the power. I think that somebody, uh, and I'm spo- spoiler alert for a uh, listener mail later, uh, but I think somebody asked, like, how do you like to cook your turkey? And I was like, I don't, I've never cooked that turkey before. I cooked one last year. Really? I actually have some thoughts on this. Okay, so. well, we'll save that for the stuff. That's a little tease. Are you making a chicken? Are you going to have a chicken? No, I'm not making anything. Uh-huh. I'm just enjoying the fruits of other people's labor right. this year. Last year we were in Hawaii, or I guess it was two years ago we were in Hawaii for Thanksgiving, and so we just made a chicken because it's like impossible to get a turkey down there. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Rough the, stuff, uh, I know. <laughs> the Polynesian uh, canoe explorers didn't bring any turkeys. They didn't. And plus, we were on Kauai, and literally Kauai is covered in mm-hmm. chickens. So... We just walked down the street and picked up like four of them. Sounds like someone's got Hawaii on the mind. Somebody does. Have, I'm going to Hawaii in two weeks, so what can I say? I'm getting excited. And I'm also, uh, you know, this is a little teaser, but uh, we're kind of starting to plan our bypacks this year. The the Blue Yonder Personal Arrogance Exposition. Trying to figure out the host city this year. And uh, I think right now San Diego is the front runner. San, San Diego sounds good. I really love San Diego because you go to Stone Brewing Company. I don't know if we have yeah. a lot of listeners in San Diego, but if we do go to San Diego, the Picasso ladies can drive down. It's a two-hour drive from L.A. <laughs> Are they going to? We can we'll have, see. We'll see. We can have a massive uh, – I actually had a dream about this. This is what spurred me to like try to f- narrow down a new city for this thing because uh, I had a dream, and it was Gino and Aaron. And mm-hmm. it was us, and then and the Bacusho ladies, and we were all like in this house, like from the nineties. And I think we were like playing ice breaking games. I don't know, but then don't I woke break up. The ice. Yeah, don't, dude, don't break the. Do you know what that game is? Yeah. Have you played that game, like with the little mallets? Yeah, when I was like seven. Dude, we have so many like kindred spirits things. <laughs> I, feel I, like, I think it was a pretty popular game. Well, you had ants in my pants or whatever, which was like that ants you build the the bugs. And right, I, think that was I don't more know if po- I played that one. Yeah, that was a more popular one, but then Don't Break the Ice was there as well. That was like a family staple as a kid. <laughs> don't Break the Ice. But that's going to bleed into another topic that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Jesse, how was your week? Pretty good. I'm house-sitting. Oh, cool. That's always fun. And I, Yeah, it is. And I'm house-sitting in a, a pretty pretty uh, well-off couple's house pretty pretty nice house they have a giant tv with surround sound legit it's got like crystal clear hd yeah and a ton of channels mm-hmm. and they have a jacuzzi are you <laughs> is this <laughs> is this gonna be happening all weekend um yeah till monday oh i don't know if uh i'm just saying uh you know we're gonna be up in port townsend this weekend Lydia's parents don't have cable oh football time and there's gonna be some football going on so definitely 
Just saying. And yeah. uh, I guess we could probably figure this stuff up off air. <laughs> but yeah, I'm living the high life right now. That's it's funny because the guy's Alaskan uh-huh. and everything's Alaskan size. Nice. Like the, the house is huge. The TV is huge. He has a huge dog. He has a huge cat. He has a huge freezer full of huge um, <laughs> salmon and halibut steaks. <laughs> you know what they say? Everything's even bigger in Alaska. Yeah. And like every. Anything that has anything to do with like home decor is all Alaskan themed. Dude, it sounds like you're living the life right now. I like- this is actually my dream house. It's great, and <laughs> it's surrounded on three sides by dense forests. I'm drinking beer right now out of an Alaskan amber uh, like glass mug that's heavy and awesome. I love it. Nicely done. You're like Jesse Pinkman's dream. <laughs> I'm just Jesse Wilson's dream. I guess so. The Jesse on Jesse violence. Uh, I had a pretty good week, but I'm just ready. I'm, I'm very excited to go spend four days up in Port Townsend. Cool. It is a relaxing, relaxing place, and I feel like I'm uh, I feel like I'm just kicking it every time I go up there. Get to hang out with you. Get to see your daughter, who is freaking gigantic. Yeah, Tasha's she's Alaskan size too. She's getting huge, dude. I saw a picture of her on Facebook, and I literally thought it was like a four year old boy. <laughs> it was a picture of her. She was like tired and eating Cheerios. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, she did. She looked pretty uh, grown up in that one. She looks huge. She's got like twelve inch legs. Yeah, she's, she's long. She's a long baby. Anyway, I think she's gonna be like a, a a volleyball player for sure. Excellente. Um, so Jesse, what are you uh, drinking out of that giant mug of yours? I'm drinking pale ale from work mm-hmm. on a little bit of a budge with the holiday crunch. Well, so, what are you gonna do, man? Drink free beer. Yeah. Although it is uh, December's a five week month, so remember that. Stick yeah. that in your paycheck and smoke it. Uh, and then uh, we got Bridgeport Ebenezer Ale is what I'm drinking. I haven't had this one yet this season, but this is like such a consistent winter seasonal. You know, it's not necessarily the standout winter seasonal every year, but it's super, super consistent. And I've been drinking this stuff for probably like five or six years now, and every year I really enjoy it. So basically anything Bridgeport puts out, I really like. Um, but the Ebenezer Ale. Really good winter seasonal. There you go. This year. Um, all right. And then we got to dedicate this episode to somebody. Um, and I'm going to dedicate this episode to Pete Carroll. And I'll get, oh. to, I'll get to why here. <laughs> I'll get to because why here. Because of his harsh disciplinarian attitude Ex- that keeps everyone in check. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I'll get to why here in, in listener feedback. Why don't we get to listener feedback? You guys blew our phone lines up this week, which is awesome. We love it when you're a part of the show. And uh, you elbow your way in. So uh, we're going to start off here uh, with a phone call from Texas. Hey, what's going on? It's Sean from Forward, Texas. Uh, how's it going, guys? I hope it's going well. Uh, you guys are talking about kids cussing on this week's show, and I thought that was awesome because I have a 10-year-old son who is addicted to cussing, and he cusses all the time. Like uh, when Mitt Romney was around, he called him Shit Romney. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty annoying. You kind of just have to let it roll off your shoulders as long as they know not to cuss in public. But I do have a couple of examples of when a kid cussing was the funniest shit I'd ever heard in my life. First one was my son was two years old. He had a little toy acoustic guitar and he was jumping up and down on the couch next to me being rambunctious. And he just goes, daddy. I played my guitar like an asshole. <laughs> and then the other one was my friend's little sister was like 
four or five, and she got done eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and she took the last bite, washed it down with a glass of milk, and slammed the glass of milk down on the table and said, now that's what I call a fucking PB&J. <laughs> and those were the two best kid cussing stories I could come up with. That's all I have for you this time, my friends. Stay arrogant. I I think all those stories are really adorable. Yeah, it's, that's hilarious. You always gotta love it when it, when somebody mixes up the terms badass and asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we I mean, we really podcast like a couple of assholes. So that's true. Uh, that's what I say after every cast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I you know. I guess I guess cussing for kids. It's cute under cer- certain circumstances, right? Um, and really, I mean, shit, Romney. I mean, that's just funny. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Let's go down to Florida for our next call. Hey guys, this is uh, Jay. I'm in Missoula Beach, Florida. Calling. Um, go Patriots. I mean, did you guys watch that game? And, um, what's up with, uh, the Seahawks getting popped for, uh, failed drug tests? Uh, that's the seventh one. Uh, I don't know what's going on up there in Seattle. Maybe that's why they're so good. Um, anyway, I'm drinking some Southern Tier Krampus. It's, uh, Impale, it's an Imperial Lager and it's pretty good. Um, I don't understand the difference between uh, loggers and ales. I mean, I kind of read a little bit of Wikipedia, but I don't know if Jesse could explain more the difference and why they're so good. But, um, yeah, man, go Patriots. Bye. <laughs> Get off my back, Jay. I really okay, love this. Get off my back. Get off oh, my back. Jeez. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Jay with, like, the, the, the Return of the King ending on that phone call. Um <laughs> I really love that Jay is – he's, like, expanding his beer horizons through every phone call, which is great. Mm. Um, so this is why I had to dedicate – I watched the press conference today with with uh, with Pete Carroll, and he is, like, such a next man up type of guy. Right. He's going to cut his guys a lot of slack, but, like, the way that he talked about Brandon Browner today, who was caught again for PEDs – and it's probably never going to be a Seahawk ever again. Yeah, he'll never he'll never take the field wearing right. a Seahawks uniform again. That's exactly. for sure. And he was like, you know, it's unfortunate. We try to give guys second chances, and sometimes they screw it up. And like he, you know, at USC, he kind of had rampant rule breaking there as well, and that's kind of why he left <laughs> USC. Uh, but he is like the a next man up guy, and I really trust him. The other thing is Walter Thurman got busted for uh, substances, but his were not PED substances. His oh, were... so Browners were PED? Yeah, so Browners was PED, but Thurman was... Oh, I was... thought they both got busted for marijuana. I don't know. Did Browner get busted for marijuana? I don't. I don't know. Which I don't really understand the NFL's policy here, because uh, guess what? The green's legal up here in Washington State. Yeah, but what's their policy going to be? No marijuana unless you're the Broncos <laughs> or the Seahawks. Yeah, I know. I just like uh, Robin Williams had a joke, you know, when the uh, there was like this Canadian who was like the first snowboarder to win a gold medal in the Olympics, and then he later got busted for weed, and he got his uh, medal taken away. And uh, and yeah, Robin Williams was like, the only way that's a performance enhancing drug is if there's like a giant Snickers bar at the bottom of the slope. Exactly. Like it's just, it's not it's it it is what it is. They're not setting a good example, but guess what, guys? They're a bunch of humans, and they're like super rich, and. Uh, they play for the best team in football. Well, so they're going to celebrate a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, if I was playing, if I was a wide receiver mm -hmm. that was playing against uh, yeah. Walter Thurman the Third, I would want him to be smoking marijuana. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, put the put the, all the smoke you can in your lungs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, please take this uh, drug that's not exactly known for motivating people. <laughs> So he, he's going to come back better. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it, it's a bummer. But like I said, next man up. And, and we do have one of the deepest rosters in the NFL. Um, it's too bad that uh, Browner's not going to be a part of our, of our Super Bowl run. But actually, Brandon Browner is my least favorite defensive player. I actually hate I know, watching you know, him play He draws football. a lot of pass interference calls. He draws a ton of them. Stuff. It's ridiculous, man. Anyway. Yeah. And um, he was he was injured already out for the season. Yeah. And it was already questionable whether the Seahawks would resign him because of uh, salary cap issues. So he basically just put the final nail in his own coffin. Have fun in Miami next year, buddy, because I feel like that's like an ideal Dolphins candidate. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's the difference between an ale and a lager? Uh, well, they're fermented with different yeast strains. So uh, ales are fermented warmer, faster, and then the yeast, uh, basically it, dies out before it can break down the more complex sugar change. Yeast chains. fast, die like, young. Yeah, exactly. Lives fast, dies young, leaves uh, sugar. Whereas uh, lager is a little more conservative. It, it, it's, it ferments at a cooler temperature for a longer period of time, and it's able to break down those longer, bigger sugar chains that ales can't. So that's why you get kind of a drier, crisper, smoother uh, flavor from your lagers. Well, there you go. And lagers are kind of harder to make, too, aren't they? Uh, well, basically what I say, they're they're not any harder to make. They just take longer. Well, there you go. All right. And then up next, we got JR from Philly. We're going up the East Coast to Philadelphia, and he's got his Thanksgiving call for us. What's up, guys? It's JR from Philly. Given that Thanksgiving's upon us, I thought I'd call in with some Thanksgiving food beer pairings. Starting off with turkey. I'm going to go with a Wimmer Brothers Octo Festival. It's a classic seasonal style for a classic seasonal meat. And the caramel and malt complement the tryptophan in the turkey. Mm. Uh, loaded mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm going with a Crooked Tree IPA on this one. The heavy mashed potatoes and savory gravy are going to contrast nicely with the crisp, hoppy, floral IPA. Um, stuffing. I'm doing uh, Franzenskoner, Hefeweiss beer Dunkel. Um, the banana and clove spices are going to shake it up with the stuffing. And the slight acidity from the wheat beer is going to complement the starch in the stuffing. Moving on to uh, everybody's favorite, yams. <laughs> I'm going to pair them up with Amagang Hennepin. It's a farmhouse saison. And the farmhouse characteristics in the saison are going to bring out the earthiness of the sweet potatoes. Got one more side for you, cranberry sauce. I'm going to pair that with one of my local favorites, Yard's Brawler, which is a brown ale. And the sweet dark malts are going to complement the sweet cranberry sauce. And Brawler, by the way, is a great session beer. Coming in nice at 4.2. Drink it all day. Mm. Let's do some dessert. Pumpkin pie. I'm going to pair this up with a Goose Island Matilda, uh, which is a crisp and clean Belgian pale ale. That's going to complement the sweet and spicy pumpkin pie without bludgeoning it. But if you're in the mood for bludgeoning, go for a Southern Tier Pumpkin or a Legion <laughs> Night Owl. That's going to be pumpkin on pumpkin action. <laughs> so those are my 
thoughts for what you could pair some stuff up for at Thanksgiving. Like to hear what you guys might pair up with some of those meals and stay arrogant. Get off my back. Get off my back, JR. Sounds good. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think that JR is trying to challenge you for resident beer expert. And I um, think he's winning. There's uh, there's plenty of room on this ship. <laughs> there's plenty of room on the boat for beer experts. Yeah, on the beer boat. On the cool ship. <laughs> <laughs> Lambic fans know what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. This this just got weird. <laughs> this just got real weird. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, JR, for that beer report. And uh, JR, I might be in Philly next year, so we're going to have to hook up for some beer. And then finally, uh, we got one more call, and here it is. Hey, Eric and Jesse. This is Jeff from Rochester calling in again this week. I hate to disappoint you guys, but this is not a drunk dial. This is actually a caffeine fuel dial. I just finished my big uh, term paper for grad school that was uh, actually due Sunday, but the professor gave us a blanket extension, so hooray for that. And I have about four cups of coffee going through me right now so I can get this 20-pager done. So look, I'm a little weird. My question with Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow, what do you guys do for your turkey and how do you cook it? Uh, personally, we usually have two turkeys for my family's Thanksgiving dinner. We have one that baked all day in the oven, and then my cousin also like spring one that he has smoked for several days. Hope you guys have a ha- happy holiday, and we'll talk to you in a bit. Get off my turkey's back. Bye. <laughs> Get off my turkey's back. All the way from Rochester? Back fat. All the way from Tr- Rochester, New York. All right, Jesse, so this is time to impart some knowledge on us. How are you going to be cooking your turkey if you ever do cook a turkey ever again? Well, I was talking to this guy from Louisiana at work the other day. Yep. And he was explaining to me just how delicious deep fat fried turkeys and chickens are. Okay. And um, I really want to get in on the uh, deep fat frying turkey bandwagon. Oh, man. He says once you do that, you'll never go back. Well, Jesse. I believe him. I I believe him, too. But, like, this is, like, multiple houses are going to be burned down this year from people trying to freaking fry turkeys. I already know what the how, how to do it safely. First of all, don't do it in your garage. I'll do it outdoors for sure. But the the thing is, like, you got to make sure it's completely thawed. That's the big one. And okay. the, the other big one is, like, people burn their house down because they're just like, all right, fill it up with oil. Uh, the oil's nice and hot now. Put the turkey in. Oh, it's overflowing! <laughs> because they don't think of the displacement. So as long as your displacement is fine, right. you'll be fine. Okay. I just want to make sure you're safe, buddy. I already have the burner. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, like, if you want, a, like, a, a cheap homebrew kit, like, a used turkey fryer on uh, Craigslist is, like, a great way to start. Because you could do it all outdoors, so you don't have to worry, worry about a mess in your kitchen. Slightly yeah. scorched. Slightly scorched. <laughs> no, but, you could, you know, you could use it, and you can um, use the propane to adjust the heat on it so that you can get the beer up to the right temperature that you want. And it's actually a pretty viable thing. I've, that's actually the only way that I've homebrewed is with the turkey fryer. Yeah, I mean, my, my burner, I got just the burner, but it's the uh, Bayou Classic Backyard Cooking propane thing. I'm sure mine was designed for deep fat frying turkeys. Yeah, why not? Yep. All right, then we got uh, we got one email this week, uh, and this is coming to us. Where is this coming to us from? Oh, I think this is actually coming to us from up here in the Northwest. 
Uh, it's a window scraping tip for you, Jesse. He says, hey, guys, I was listening to your last episode when Jesse was comparing scraping his icy windows to getting punched in the face. There is a solution. You can get aftermarket windshield washing fluid heater installed in your car for pretty cheap. It's a little heater that goes on your wiper fluid tank and keeps it nice and hot. Then all you have to do is spray your windshield with a hot washer fluid and whammy, clear windshield in seconds. That Thanks a ton for mentioning our clothing drive. Uh, Seattle giving thanks on your last cast. We got a ton of stuff collected, and we'll be in downtown Seattle this Saturday distributing it. Have a great Thanksgiving and stay arrogant. That comes with us from Mark. I'm just a little concerned about this because, like, cold window, hot liquid? Isn't that going to shatter the window? It's probably just warm. I mean, that's what I used to do. Like, you know, it's still pretty mild up here in Seattle, even when it's cold. So, like, I would just spray the windshield wiper fluid on the thing. And it would clear the windshield, but then it would instantly freeze. So you'd have a nice (laughs) film, semi-transparent film -film on your windshield. Uh Uh, Yeah, keep keep it safe. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Oh, by the way, I just want to say, if you are going to deep fat fry a turkey, you should always keep a fire extinguisher on hand. Yeah, because you don't want to throw water on burning oil. See, I heard that works. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's not what my Boy Scout troop told me. Kidding. Okay. Kidding. Okay. Use uh, the oily rags in the corner of the garage to smother it. <laughs> to smother it. Exactly. Uh, and then speaking of charity, I just do want to mention this. Uh, Bald Move Network is doing something really cool. This was set up by Gino and Aaron. Uh, every single dollar while you're doing your holiday shopping this, this year, every single dollar that they make off of their Amazon affiliate link in December is going to be donated straight to Child's Play, which I think is like the coolest thing in the world. First of all, I love Child's Play because it is the charity that was founded by the PAX guys, uh, Mike and Jerry. And uh, and second of all, I have uh, multiple family members in my immediate family who work uh, at Children's Hospital. So it True. makes me really, really happy. You know, I get to hear the stories firsthand about these kids who have extended stays in the hospital, and uh, and you know they they don't have anything to do all day, and they're sick, and it's sad. And like Child's Play goes in. It uh, buys them the toys and the video games that they can use to really just be a kid when they're in this kind of alien environment of a, of a hospital for an extended stay or even a short stay. Um, so it's a really, really great charity. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're doing it with Bald Move. Uh, so go to the Amazon affiliate link, which I believe – let me let me just make sure I have it right here. It's amazon.baldmove.com. You click on that link. It just looks like regular Amazon, except everything that you buy, a little piece of that goes to Bald Move and goes to Child's Play uh, for December. So it's a really, really cool thing. You don't even have to spend any money. You just have to buy the same things you were going to buy on Amazon, except uh, you know a couple dollars uh, goes to goes to uh, Child's Play. So uh, Amazon.BaldMove.com. Make sure you bookmark that. And if you do any shopping on Amazon in December, or really any time, uh, you could do it through that link. It supports Bald Move. And it supports child play, so really just want to get the get the word out about that. Cool, very cool. Yeah. All right, it is time for a little tiny Matt roll off, sir. Indeed, I'm uh, I'm relying on the Dungeons and Dragons dice roller. Okay, I think I'm gonna have to do that too. I don't know where my dice went. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, I just I'm, rolled I'm a rummaging. one. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, the best we can Thanks, hope for. Dungeons and Dragons dice. Yeah. <laughs> The best we can hope for is a uh, 
Double roll off. Yeah, roll off. I'm sorry, I'm trying to... I can't find my dice. This is great pod. Well, now's a good time to talk about... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, this time last year, when I, uh, my wife was in the hospital, I was... I was hanging out there with her, and after, like, day, th- you know, three, uh-huh. I went and got my Xbox. I was like, I'm playing Halo. Yeah. I can't handle this anymore. So. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, that's what we do. That's why we play games. We play games for two reasons, to connect with other people and to escape from reality. Right. And those are two things that anybody who is in a hospital for an extended stay needs. Yeah, needs to do. Right? They need to connect with other people, and they need to escape reality. And that just, I think that just uh, multiplies when you're talking about a kid in a hospital. Totally. So that's what Child's Play focus on. I rolled an 18, so I win. Wow. Jeez. All right. My first topic this week, speaking of games, speaking of family, speaking of uh, Thanksgiving, mm. I'm going to talk about games. And, uh, and, you know, this this is the time when the family gets together. And a lot of people are hopefully are going to be listening to this podcast on Thanksgiving or, or during Thanksgiving weekend, hanging out with their families, spending some time, uh, I guess, away from your family since you're listening to the podcast. Uh, but, uh, but you know, it's also a great time to play games with your family and even introduce games to your family. So I just wanted to talk about a few of uh, some awesome games that maybe you can run out and get or even uh, play without any even having to buy anything. Um, for for your family, Jesse. Do you have any favorite like party games? Well, Cards Against Humanity is great for the family. It is as long as there are any children present. I'll be bringing that one. <laughs> I guess if you want to, yeah, like you know, we had the caller earlier about starting cussing early. <laughs> if uh, <laughs> what can you explain Cards Against Humanity for people who may not know what it is? Well, the way I always i've I've heard a lot of people, um give rules explanation when they're beginning to play mm-hmm. and everyone always says have you played apples to apples exactly it's basically, it's basically big boy apples to apples it's really vulgar yeah it's witty too yeah and, and you could play it you know i was reading a thread Dark on reddit humor. today and it was like you can play it two ways you can either have like the most disgusting answer be the be the one that you choose or you can have the most clever answer be the one that you choose uh but regardless there's a lot of they they've designed the game to get you into some uh, very vulgar situations that are hilarious, especially when grandma's playing. Yeah. So Cards Against Humanity is good. Um, one of my favorite party games, and I don't know if you could still get this game, but it was the type of game that you could get at like Fred Meyer or Target or whatever. Uh, it was called Identity Crisis, and mm. it was basically a game where there were all these cards with famous people written on them. And then you had to get your family to guess the famous person on your card, but each round it gets progressively harder to do that. So, like the first time, you can use uh, you can use as many words as you want to describe the person. You say this person was in this, you know, this guy was Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Well, that's Harrison Ford, right? Um, but then the second round, you use the same set of cards, but you uh, you can only use one word per card. Mm. So. You, you're using the same card, so in that case, you'd go like Indiana, and then people would have to guess, you know, Harrison Ford. Aaron. Exactly. Um, and then the third round, which was actually a house rule round that we came up with, is the third round. You still use the same set of cards, but then you have to do charades. Oh, there you go. So you go from any as many words as you want to one word to zero words, and uh, and it's it's a really fun game, and it's actually a type of game that you can do. 
whether you buy the game or not. You just have to have basically a list of famous people. You could do it charade style, put out, put all these famous names in a hat, and then uh, and then go for it that way. Right. So Identity Crisis is good. Of course, there's a classic Cranium. That was always my family's favorite game. There's Taboo, which is very similar to the Identity Crisis uh, thing. Um, there's some new games out. I played this game Say Anything this past week, which is a party game that was featured on uh, Will Wheaton's uh, um, what's that? Tabletop, uh, which is his YouTube show where he plays uh, board games with famous people. Uh, and you know, it's a fun game. It'll get you through the day, but I didn't think it was the most amazing thing out there. But when I was trying to think about, you know, great family games, if you want to get a little more hardcore, uh, I think that bang is a really good one to play. I know that we, you were there when we were up in Whistler with Jordy's family and we all played bang with like eight people. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And we got to say, I want to bang Jordy's mom. Oh God. And there's nothing they could do because it was it was accurate. That's part of the gameplay. Well, yes, but you're. We should put this in context. <laughs> uh, you're a bunch of cowboys in a gunfight. It's like a spaghetti western. So you bang your gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, there's a card called bang, and you're like, and right. you have to declare who you're who playing you're the card against. So it's yeah. like I want to bang Jordy, or I want to bang Jordy's mom. Right. It's good stuff. Hilarity ensues, and. <laughs> Uh, but then I was also thinking, Jesse, about a game that you and I came up with. Uh-oh. A little game called Coin Slayer, <laughs> which is, uh, I think, a really, really fun game. And I think we need to unleash this on the world. Go for it. All right. So Coin Slayer, basically, you need, each person needs a quarter. Or everybody has to have a like coin, but it's a lot easier if you have quarters because they're the easiest ones to spin. Yeah, I think they should all be quarters. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, like, pennies would be too difficult. Yeah, and but, Nickel would have a huge advantage. Oh, yeah, Nickel's like the brawler, dude. It's, <laughs> it's short. It's like the dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, short and stubby. Uh, so basically, The 50-cent piece would be pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. It's like the slammer, man, from Pogs. Uh, but basically, and, and what's really made the coin slayer work is you know in the past 15 years the u.s mint printing all of these different state coins like it makes Mm -hmm. it really easy to identify which coin is which but you could just go off the date too but all the coins have to be relatively um unique so that you can you can tell yeah you can identify which coin is which um so you know you can either go by dates or you can go by what's on the back of the coin um but Basically, what you do is you all put your coins in the middle of the table so that your hands are almost touching. So they have to be like in a really tight circle. And you go, uh, you count down around the table so that you have to do it on a regular cadence, just like, you know, starting a race. So I would say three, the person next to me would say two, then the next person would say one, and then the next person would say go. But you have to say it in like a regular cadence three, two, one, go. Then everybody spins their coins and lets them go. And then the coins will will spin around the table. And there's two ways to score points in the game. One is to be the survivor. And that's just to be the last coin to stop rolling on the table. And then the second one is to be the, uh, is to get a takedown. So the way that you get a takedown is if your spinning coin hits another spinning coin, and then your spinning coin uh, stop spinning before the or after the other one stops spinning. So whichever, if if two coins hit each other, the one that is the last one spinning, uh, gets the takedown. 
So you score the points that way, and uh, and then you, it's like the first to thirteen points, and then whoever wins wins. And that's Coin Slayer, man. But the great thing about Coin Slayer is there's two things that are really great. So there's kind of this idea of dexterity in board games. So that would be like uh, like Operation is a dexterity board game because you're trying to you know get the thing out, but it's all about your dexterity. It's about your physical ability to do that. So there's the dexterity element of spinning your coin the best. But then there's also like the sports element of rooting for this coin, even though you Basically, once you let the thing fly, you have no control over it, but you're sitting there like rooting for it, hoping for a takedown or hoping to be the last one rolling. Um, and it's a lot of fun, especially after a few beers. Yeah. Or during. Yeah. Or during, during a, few a few beers. Great bar game. So Coin yeah. Slayer, that is the game. Jesse, you have any notes on Coin Slayer? Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed it a little too much for how simple it is. <laughs> I know. It was, it's a really crazy fun game to play. It was pretty entertaining. Um, we did have a variant that we were talking about. We're still trying to iron out the kinks of this game. Right. But yeah. Open to house rules. Let us know. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, you know, having two points for a takedown and one point for a survivor. So, yeah. um, you can yeah, get a- Yeah. Just cause we're originally, we're thinking like the survivor is too valuable, mm-hmm. but when you play with more people, the value of survivor goes down. Well, when you play with more, I would say the value of survivor goes up when you're playing with more people because it's harder to get survivor. Well, that's what I mean. So okay. you don't you don't have to nerf survivor. Oh yeah, per se. that's true. I want to play some more Coin Slayer now, dude. Well, Friday. I've been collecting some grizzled quarters. <laughs> that's the other part about this is like the next time you get a quarter for change, you'll be like looking through your quarters. I found this great quarter that's like all chipped up. Found it in the parking lot. It's an Idaho quarter, so it's got a <laughs> hawk on the back. Yeah. And it's like mangled and chipped. Um, I do feel like older quarters have an advantage though because I think they're heavier. I think they're made out of a heavier metal. I don't know if that's true. I'm I'm gonna be I'm keeping my eye out for a bicentennial, dude. Oh yeah, that's that's the vet. Yeah, got the freaking Patriot on the back, drumming <laughs> a drum, and it's like made out of super heavy metal. <laughs> Bring it in 1776, man. Let's do this shit. So anyway, that's Coin Slayer. If you're playing a game, uh, you know, try any of these out. And uh, if you have a favorite uh, family game to play uh, for Thanksgiving, send us an email, personalargots at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, you've actually inspired me to bring a game tomorrow to my family Thanksgiving. I think I'll bring Catan because I know at least yeah. two people would be interested in playing. Catan's great. Um, it's a little more in-depth. So that's kind of the thing. Like, it, it depends on who you want – who – who your what what your family's like because a lot of people right. just want casual games that they can play while and, sleeping. You know, at a certain point in time, in like depending on how big your family mm-hmm. festivities are, like people start peeling off, so you can peel right. off in the Catan group and yeah, or Carcassonne, I think would also be a really good one. Yeah, totally. All right, Jesse, what's your first topic? Uh, well, I want to stick with the Thanksgiving theme here. Okay, and um. It's funny because we had a, a listener say, like, you should, like, say nuts to any sort of establishment that's open on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. It's it's bad form. And uh, apparently that's picking up some popularity. Right. Um, there has been a, I guess, a social media backlash against Black Thursday, as they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Because... 
It's like the extension of Black Friday into yeah, Thursday. It is, yeah, it's extension of Black Friday, yet it bleeds into... The whole point of Black Friday is, is it's the day after Thanksgiving. Right. So it's not even Black Thursday. It's just Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, it's already got a name, and it's Thanksgiving. Right. So apparently this has been ca- picking up steam on uh, social networking. That <laughs> there's going to be a boycott of Black Thursday I think events. it makes sense, dude. First of all, who wants to go shopping on Thanksgiving? Play a game yeah. with your family. We gave you so many options, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other part about that I love about it is, you know, online, now they're having extended Black Friday sales. So, like, I know at least on Amazon.com and uh, there's some board game websites out there that are having Black Friday week, which is kind of the weirdest name ever for anything. <laughs> But uh, I, I guess online's not as bad because you could still shop online while eating turkey. Yeah, turkey and, that's, and that's fine. And like that's, I well, I actually don't know, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. they don't have to hire a, or get a bunch of employees to work those days that they would normally have off. The, the outrageous thing here is like you have a shitty job working at Walmart already, right? And now you can't even take Thanksgiving off because you have to work. Yeah, and, like work during a frenzy too. Yeah, it's just so much BS, man. And it like that's the other part about it is it's condoned by the people. It's like the Washington Redskins. Like everybody knows it's bullshit, but everybody's just like, well, you know, it's what is what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if no one goes, man. Exactly. But you know, it, it will be business as usual. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, there's some great quotes here. I always wanted to believe that Target was somehow better than Walmart in product and in policies. <laughs> I realize that Target does not share my values and will no longer get my business. Give your employees a paid day off, Roshan Pierce. Well, it's like, I mean, you got Walmart and you got Target, dude, but you also have Amazon.com. Yeah. I was telling the story to Jesse before the show. I'll tell it really quick here. I got some headphones today for this Hawaii trip because, you know, my wife and I need on, you know, over the ear headphones for the plane ride. Because if you use earbuds, you're going to bl- be blasting music in your ear for six hours and 12 hours around a trip, and it's a bad idea. Anyway, uh, so I order these, and there's a Black Friday deal. So I order these stuff, things on Amazon, and they have a same day shipping option in Seattle. And the same day shipping option was actually cheaper than the two day shipping option and only four day, $4 more expensive than the three to five day shipping option. So I ordered these headphones at 9 a.m. this morning, and I got home from work, and they were sitting at my door. Like, <laughs> like honestly, fuck Walmart and Target if this is yeah. the convenience that we're living in now. I yeah. don't even have to go to the store. I just sit on my ass, and I come home, and my stuff's waiting for me. But don't you love going up to Northgate, Herc? I love <laughs> Especially going go through the parking garage. Nothing yeah. makes me happier. So um, in a similar move, mm-hmm. a... Uh, Pizza Hut manager was fired after refusing to open the store on uh, Thanksgiving Day. (sighs) And he said that this is the first time in the 10 years he's been working there that he's been asked to open on uh, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And he refused and he uh, lost his job over it. 10 years, man. Down the drain. (laughs) He didn't sound too bummed. About what happened, but um, maybe that's the wake up call he was waiting for. Yeah, exactly. But there's a war on Thanksgiving here, man. Yeah, see, this is an actual war on Thanksgiving. Like, this is an actual, like, not 
I feel like this is like a not overblown war on a holiday. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? <laughs> like this this is actual like commerce butting in on like our our Thanksgiving tradition. And uh God it, we need some checks and balances in the American diet. Yeah. Like Americans are eating too much fast food anyway. And right. one of one of those is like maybe on Thanksgiving you're like, oh, I forgot to uh, cook any sort of delicious uh, <laughs> turkey or pie or anything, so I'm just going to order a pizza, and then you call, and they're like, sorry, we're closed. And you're like, what have I done? Exactly. But you shouldn't be able to order, You should. it should be against the law to order pizza on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit, man. That is some bullshit stuff. It's the, it's the one day of the year dedicated to making some food for yourself. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and you still get to stuff yourself. This one, I, dude. I learned something really cool today, or the uh, this past weekend. We had a friendsgiving this past weekend, so my softball team we all got together and we had some turkey and we watched some football, and it was awesome. It was really a really great time. Um, but I made a green bean casserole. This is the easiest shit to make, and it tastes <laughs> delish. It tastes so delish. Yeah, you literally just go to the store. All the shit is. <laughs> Is stocked right next to each other. You get the canned green beans chopped. You get the canned uh, cream of mushroom soup, and then the French's French fried onions are right next to that because they know that's the only thing you put French's French fried onions on. <laughs> Eric, here's the thing. What? I'm going through this too. I'm, I've hit a stage in my life where I'm learning to cook for myself. Right. And every time I cook for myself, I'm like, this is so delicious. <laughs> it's not actually as good as you thought it was. In fact, it probably tasted like a below average green bean casserole. But the fact that you made it made you extra proud of it. You're like the parent of an ugly kid. It's like, he's so beautiful. <laughs> Dude, my shit was banging. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every every cook says that about their own. <laughs> I was watching. So I was watching The Voice last night. My guilty pleasure, The Voice. Mm-hmm. And Adam Levine, the lead singer of Maroon 5, is one of the judges on there. And uh, Carson Daly. <laughs> the voice sounds like your nightmare, dude. It's like Carson Daly and Adam Levine and Christina Aguilera. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not interested in watching it. Well, we'll see what, we'll see what you think when you hear it through surround sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what I, I have been watching what? besides football is World War II in color. <laughs> Perfect. Same diff, really. Uh, so anyway, Carson Daly has Adam Levine. He's like, dude, do you make anything for, for uh, Thanksgiving? Yeah, Adam Levine's like, no, that would be scary if I tried to cook something. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you can cook something. Cooking is it, – it's turning out to be easier than I thought it was. It's much easier. It's hard to screw up, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's these things called cookbooks and recipes. Yeah. And if you just stick to that shit, it usually turns out okay at least. Yeah. At totally. the very least. It's just, well, this is all right. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. I'm with you. Anything else? What are any other quotes here? Oh, let me jump back. Um, Even Ebenezer Scrooge let Bob Cratchit go home a few minutes earlier on Christmas Eve. That's right. not a great example. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's just more of the same stuff. Well, the but, other thing yeah. about it is, like, the Black Friday ideas aren't that good, man. Yeah, like, no. I really feel like people are going to these brick-and-mortar stores and elbowing each other in the face for an Xbox. Don't understand what the internet is. Yeah, it's 
You said that like Aziz Ansari. <laughs> I've been watching yeah, all. It's, I it's watched like, all the Aziz Ansari stand-up specials on. Uh, <laughs> I could go. I could go to Walmart and uh, get something that almost resembles the price I could get it for on Amazon. <laughs> Let me trample someone for it. <laughs> Let me punch the shit out of somebody for Let this me Barbie. Wake up at midnight and wait in line for three hours to buy something that's still two dollars more than it is on Amazon. <sighs> it blows my mind, man. It blows my mind. So anyway, guys, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, hopefully you're not shopping. At least, <laughs> yeah. at least wait till tomorrow. Jesus, so, someone right now is at a at a Target, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the little Pizza Hut Express that they have in the Targets, <laughs> <laughs> just looking down and shaking their head, buying a pretzel, and they're like, "I didn't know Pizza Hut sold pretzels." They don't, <laughs> pretzel dude. Hut. They don't fucking sell pretzels. They only sell that in the fucking shitty. Target Pizza Hut. Man, when I worked at a mall, I ate so much of those Pizza Hut little <laughs> mini pizzas. I, when I worked at the mall in high school, I ate a lot of Cinnabons. Oh, yeah. There was one day when I, I don't ate... I know which is worse. I actually. ate two Cinnabons okay, that's in one worse. sitting. Wow! Yeah. Wow. I was like 17. I was a grown boy. Yeah. If I did that now, it would be... Uh, there'd be some impact... In a certain area of my body. <laughs> Impacted bowels, that is. Yes. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. I don't think that came across to the listener. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go ahead and do some trivia, unless you have some more Black Friday bullshit. No, I'm good. All right. I'm sorry. I'm getting worked up. I need to settle down here. Okay. We're, we're going to do some <laughs> Genus 1 Trivial Pursuit. I'm going to roll a D6, see which category we're going to do. It's a four, Jesse. It's arts and literature again. Now, did we boycott this one? We didn't, because we did it last week, and I won. So we're definitely going to do it again. Oh. As long as I keep a winning. All right. So, <laughs> arts and literature. Uh, Jesse, this first one's for you. Please play along at home. Uh, and here we go. What book did the McWhorter twins originate to settle arguments in English pubs? Oh, it's definitely the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tale of Two Cities. Guinness Book of World Records. Nice job. How did you know Thank that? You. Uh, it was It's parodied on an episode of The Simpsons. They have like the Duff Book of World Records or something. <laughs> Classic. Okay, <laughs> this one's for me. What Leon Uris novel recounts the birth of Israel? Um, The Bible? I'm going to go with the Bible. <laughs> It's Exodus, mm. which technically is a book in the Bible. Mm-mm. Right. You're not getting that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jesse, this one's for you. What was Odysseus called by the Romans? Odysseus called by the Romans? Um, that's a good question. Uh, is it like Perseus? I'm going to go with Ulysses. Ulysses. Oh, bummer. All right. This one's for the win, Jesse. And it's my question. Uh, <laughs> who is Robinson Crusoe's right-hand man? I believe his name was Friday. I'll, I'll go with Black Friday. Sorry, man. It's actually Man Friday. That is the full name of Friday. It was Man Friday. Man, man Friday? I say we go to a geography time. All right, later. I think you're right, man. 
if we're going to be all stingy about it. All right, so who's ever geographically closest to the answer this week wins. What city would you visit to check out Wenceslas Square? Nice holiday theme here. Good King <laughs> Wenceslas Square. You answer first. Uh, I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with uh Edinburgh, Scotland. I'm going to go with uh Czechoslovakia. That's not a city. <laughs> oh, city. Yeah. I'll go with Prague. <laughs> Woodstock. It, oh, I'm sorry. Prague. You got it. Prague. You got it. Oh, nice. Are you serious? How did you know that? I just went off of the sound of the name. Wenceslas. Like, Good Kings Wenceslas looked down on the Feast of Eden. In Prague. Is that it the is song pretty... if you sing it out? Oh, okay. It is? <laughs> <laughs> nice job. I was, uh, unfortunately, I was reading the answer to what's the name of Snoopy's secretary. <laughs> but I was like, Woodstock? Is that, that's in New York, right? <laughs> Oh. Anyway, well, you well, win I redeemed one. my critical failure. Yeah, nice job. Uh, I think I have a technical win there, though. Um, anyway, uh, so I did win the roll-off. So my second topic this week is going to be, uh, let's just call it something I read on Reddit. Tusked whales, novels, the unicorns of the sea. Extra, extra, Reddit on Reddit, Reddit on Reddit. Um... I'm sorry, I exited out of that. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, so Reddit's getting on my nerves, man. Yeah, it's been... I think that's been the theme of this podcast for a while. Yeah. And, like, I'm kind of... Like, it's on my phone, so I have this thing where I inherently go to it. But, like, it's bumming me out a little bit. Yeah, I have... I, um... The other day, I went on there and on the front plate... On the front page, it was like... Today I learned that uh, the Japanese actually attacked America in the Aleutian Islands. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> you idiots don't know this shit? This is basic U.S. history! Yeah, I, th- I really feel like it's being taken over by the youngins. It really has. It's like, today I learned that uh, H2O is called that because it has two hydrogen atoms <laughs> and one oxygen atom. No way, bro. I make so much sense, you know. <laughs> I I'm also like I'm trying not to be a hater here because I'm trying that's actually one thing I'm trying to move away from is being a hater. But like I freaking hate this glib glib uh disingenuous hyperbole in everything on yeah. Reddit. It drives me fucking crazy. I hate the uh, I guess that's I a hyperbole like the, though. There's like the shorthand answers that show up in everything. Yes. Like, r slash that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it's like... Good, uh, good, real creative. I saw this video on there, uh, this video that was posted on r slash videos, and it was like, I don't know what's going on in this video, but I would quit my job to watch it every second of the day. (laughs) It's that nerd sarcasm that's annoying. It's like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. Like, does this person literally like this so much? Because the video wasn't that great. Does this person literally like this so much that they would watch this every second of the day? Yeah, I think it's people trying to uh, channel the humor of Tina Fey. I don't even know. I don't think that that was humorous, though. I think that that person was just saying that they liked that super a lot, but that was their way of saying it. I really enjoyed this video. What's wrong with that? 
I really this, enjoyed this video. It's visually appealing. There's this idea out there that if you're overly superfluous with your uh, language, mm-hmm. that it's better. Like, you're making a better point because you said it in a different way. Right. Like, I'm I'm making a better point than you because <laughs> I said this in kind of a humorous way. And then the other part about this dude is just Reddit arguments. Yeah, it's the worst. I can't even get into it now. No. Obviously, I, I don't no. comment anymore because I, don't. I got drawn into too much bullshit. But now I will read the comments mm-hmm. and see other people get drawn into it. And I'm just like, oh, thank God that wasn't me. <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck. <laughs> but now I'm much more interested in going down. I go down to the bottom comments now and to the buried ones and start reading what people got downvoted like to hell right. for the ones with like negative 400 comment karma. That is much more interesting to me. Yeah. Like, what do they not want me to hear? What, do- <laughs> what are they keeping from me? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I just, it, it, it bums me out, man. Like well, I, I never feel fulfilled. To is the thing. It is. And that's actually what I want to talk about here because uh, we talked about this uh, on a previous podcast. It came up in the um, Facebook roundup. This new social media site, or I don't know how new it is, but they were asking our opinion on it, Untapped, which is basically a beer tracking site. Mm-hmm. Now, the social elements of this are questionable because I've been on Untapped now for a few days and I've never had anybody comment on my stuff and I haven't commented on anybody else's. <laughs> But it is a great way to keep track of all the beers that you've drank. Right. Like, uh, you know, I decided to kick it off with a bang last night. I got a 22 of Arrogant Bastard just to be like, all right, I'm going to start this thing right. Um, and you get to take a picture of it. And it's like a little Instagram fix, fi- uh, Instagram uh, filters that you could put on your picture. Oh, yeah. So it looks cool. And then you can put in what you thought of the beer and you can give it a rating. And the rating system is really good because it's a little slider. So you'd be like, eh, I think it was like 80% of a good beer. Okay, well, uh, you've already lost me. Why? This is one of the things I hate about BeerAdvocate.com uh-huh. is grading beer on a scale of 1 to 100. Like, what the hell is the difference between an 85 <laughs> and an 84? Do we need that? Like, Well, this is this is it is grading on a scale of 1 to 5 stars. Okay. But okay. you just use a slider. So you could be like, it's like 80. Oh, that's a 3.5. You know? Okay. So that's fine. It's just like Beer Advocate, like especially their magazine. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. They're like, and I hate this in all rating systems that are like way too big and lopsided. It's right. like anything under sixty is undrinkable. Okay, so why do we even have th- those numbers? <laughs> you literally will never use zero through sixty. Yeah. So you've made over half of your rating system irrelevant from the get go. <laughs> but then they'll be like. They'll be grading them like, this one's an 82 and this one's an 83. It's like, and this one's a 92. It's like, what is the difference? Like, why the one point difference? What makes a one point difference? And and something that's completely subjective. Yeah, and and, this comes up a lot, like rating systems in general. Like, uh, on Polygon, like, I love that site. It's a great place to get video game news. It's really, like, the best place to get video game news. But the ratings are hilarious because every rating... Unless it's a 9 or a 10, like, you know, your Skyrim or your GTA 5, it's, it falls between 6 and 7.5. And yeah. Every exactly. rating. That's... Like, they should just have the scale start at 6, because if it's a really bad game, it gets a 6. 
Yeah. And then if it's a it's an all right game, it gets like a seven point five. And then if it's you know Skyrim, then it's a nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing. When you've already made over half of your scale, right? Like a a burnt wasteland of unusable. Yeah. Then you need to recalibrate. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so I'm just wondering because like this, I I do like this Untapped app. I think that it's a great way, like I said, to keep track of your beers. It's also a good place to find uh, breweries and pubs around you, which is cool. Um, and see what people are drinking at those places, which is cool. Um, I just don't know if the social elements are really there. So, Jesse, what if we were to say it's 2003 and <laughs> we have our we have our social media that we're ready to get our teeth dug into – what are the elements of social media that you even really care about anymore? Wait, if we're going back in time to 2003? Or even today. I'm just saying, if we want to make a, a social media site, what would it include? I like being able to talk with people I actually know. Yes. That, I think that that's basically it. Like, I've, I was playing a game on Facebook today of look at the picture in your newsfeed and guess who the person is in it. <laughs> Because I have so many people on my friends list that a, a large number of the pictures that I see on my newsfeed are people that I have no idea who they are. I, I've been doing a lot of trimming the fat yeah. you on gotta Facebook, do that. but I got to a point where I'm like, well, these people can all go. And then I was like, if I keep this up, I'm not going to have anyone. <laughs> no, I'm going to have no friends on Facebook. But imagine how refreshing that would be if you had like 18 people on your friends list. Like, yeah. I haven't had 18 people on my friends list since September of 2004. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it might be great. Like, just get those 18 people that you love and put them yeah. right in your friends list and then just keep up. Yeah, but then I'd, I'd like go to Facebook and be like, oh, nothing's changed for two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's that. But then events get really bigger. I don't know. <laughs> And then, yeah, absence of ads is a great thing, dude. That's the other part about Facebook that drives me crazy now. This is ads. Ads in my newsfeed. I don't need it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, how hard is it to sc scroll a quarter of an inch down the screen? It's really tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a classic first world problem. Ads on my Facebook wall. Yeah. Well, the question is here, man, is that are we all just really, is all we really want Google Plus? Because I like I've never even really used it. We've never used Google Plus, but we are using the Google Plus infrastructure right now to That's have true. this conversation online. Yeah. So like if I can use Google Plus to have actual conversations with human beings as opposed to glib uh you know <laughs> hyperbole like just have a real fucking human conversation with a human being. I That's would all I really want. I would literally sell every organ in my body and use the, that money to be able to have a conversation with a real <laughs> human being. Except I sold my tongue, so that's a problem. That is a problem. I don't know. Like I just think we need more human connection. The other part about this is the freaking like posting the BuzzFeed, and uh, it's just getting too much for me. I mean, yeah. I'm a social media consumer, man. I Like I said, I've had a Facebook site since the year that Facebook was founded. And I fucking <laughs> MySpace the shit out of MySpace. I MySpace MySpace so much, it was my, didn't know what MySpace did, dude. But, like, I'm getting a little, I think I'm just 
Maybe I'm cocooning. Maybe it's maturity. You're maybe just it's getting, getting older. old. We're getting old. I'm just getting a little tired of this stuff. Like, I just want human connection. That's all I want. That's why I want to play board games with my family on Thanksgiving. (laughs) We're just a couple of old podcasters. Oh, Jesus. Is your tongue an organ? I have no idea. Or is it like a muscle? Roger Dotsie could probably tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. But that's the other part about, like, that's why I love this podcast. Like, I feel like this podcast is a community. We get to have real human conversations on this podcast. And it's not just between you and me. People get to call in and be a part of it. Like, if if there was an element to Facebook that was like this, where there's, like, no hate. Like, sure, we hate plenty on uh, glib uh, whatevers. <laughs> but we don't ever hate on our phone callers. And we don't ever hate on our people. And we have conversations with people and you tell us what to talk about. And we talk about it. Like really, this is what like the personal arrogance podcast experience is what I want social media to be. Just real conversations with real human beings. <laughs> and and it's plenty of coins controlled by you. I mean, well, sort of a dictatorial approach to social media. <laughs> I'm totally Jim Harbaugh this up right now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe, I guess we're just getting old, man. Uh, but I do like I to know take... I'm getting old. I'm getting so old. All I want to do is sit on leather. Oh, here's a <laughs> Alaska house. Right. Alaska house. The the sofa is a recliner, right? But no longer am I a slave to the lever. Uh huh. They got a pool, you know, and it launches it out. Right. This is a robot recliner where you just press a button and the oh little robo gears recline for you. Dude, we're gonna build this freaking site. We're gonna build this social media site. It's gonna be called Alaska House. AlaskaHouse.biz. <laughs> Dude, you got your Alaska House account yet? It's you gotta get on Alaska House. You gotta get to Alaska House. <laughs> you just build your house. You fill your friends with it, and you have real conversations with them. <laughs> You drink some beer. It. It's great. Build your house, dude. It's dude. sort of like Farmville meets Facebook. I love it. Come, podcast. come over to my Alaska house today. <laughs> dude, we're having an Alaska house party at 7 o'clock. Be there. Yeah. We're taking the boat out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sweet. Throw the crab pots down. Right. We're going to have a bonfire on the beach. <laughs> Cook some oysters. All right. Now I'm getting nostalgic. Just your you days of the youth in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My days, of, rails. my days as of as of watching Deadliest Catch when I was in college. Uh, Jesse, what is your second topic? I want to jump to a uh, seldom used topic here: right. uh, goat news. No. So go ahead and roll the tape. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to bring it up here. Oh, here we go. Goat news. As much as we love your forecast, this is a, a crazy story about a crazy-looking goat. We showed it earlier today, but we've been laughing all night about it. I love it. goats. I mean, if there's a goat story, well, I'm going to watch. It's boy against beast. Paper boy Paper against boy. beast. Northern Utah specialist Mike Anderson with the story. This one-and-a-half-year-old goat may have a villainous name. Voldemort. But to owner Marissa Benson and her two young boys... He's a really good pet. Good with kids, a good lawnmower. Still, somehow Voldemort's chain broke. He got loose, making his way across Smithfield Main Street. It was dark, and I was—I saw this like figure 
14-year-old Jackson Gessel was on his early morning paper route. But I thought it was just a dog. At first, he didn't think much of it. And then it made a weird noise, kind of like a grunting noise. Gessel says the shadowy figure, Voldemort, started coming towards him. And so I looked over and I'm like, what the heck is that? He was knocked off his bike. He started to run away. It just freaked me out when it stood up on its back legs and like wrapped its front legs around me and pulled me off. Jackson took shelter in this tree. There he was, up in the branches, looking down at the goat, the goat looking back up at him. This went on for about an hour. Meantime, Smithsled Police Officer Brandon Muir. Juveniles reported that he hadn't returned from a paper route and it was about an hour and a half overdue. Was working a missing child case okay, called in by good. Gessel's parents until he got another call about a boy in a tree and a goat. <laughs> All right, boy in a tree and a goat. I just I just wonder how you get the job of Northern Utah Specialist. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a badass job. You live there for one summer. <laughs> you do... <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude i love goat news and i also yeah. love local news because yeah. i'll watch any i'll watch any story with a goat in it <laughs> it's man versus beast boy <laughs> versus beast paper boy that is <laughs> so jesse i i actually heard about this story today and my initial reaction was i am not surprised yeah goats are nasty goats are assholes and i have a first-hand experience of like like, this is freaking deja vu for me. And that's the way it is. And that's the way it is. Like, this is deja vu, okay? Because when I was, like, 12 years old, my buddy Kendall Carrier had a had a birthday party at his house. And he lived in, like, you know, we lived in Bremerton, but there were still, like, some farms and stuff around Bremerton. So he had a goat and a horse. <laughs> so, uh, like, one of the cool things is mom took all the kids out uh, to the field and... We were riding the horse. Like, we all get a chance to ride on the horse, which is, like, a really cool thing for a birthday party. But they also had the goat loose. <laughs> and I'm just standing there in the field waiting for my turn to uh, <laughs> to ride this freaking horse. And out of nowhere, this goat just charges at me, runs up, jumps on me, puts its hooves on my chest, and then headbutts me right in the chest. What? And knocks me over. <laughs> Wow, I yeah. had no idea. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> this goat had it out for me. I had no idea, man. But yeah, goats goats are nasty. I mean, yeah. they have, like, weapons on their heads. They do. They literally, like, what do you think those are for? They're for running in the shit because that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they're instinctually done for, like, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so you're the resident goat attack expert. I am. Do you have any safety tips? Safety tips. Uh, Can you just grab the horns and like twist? See, I feel you can't. You can't resist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a black bear attack. Yeah, like if you try to fight, play dead. If you try to fight the goat, the goat will fight back, and you will lose. Yeah, like it does not. Like you have to realize what a goat is doing here. Like we've seen the National Geographic footage of two ram, big horn sheep ramming into each other in a mountainous surrounding. That is the same thing that's going through these these goats' heads. So like, if you try to challenge it, it's like, oh, you're trying to be the big man in the mountain, and then it's <laughs> gonna try to take you out. Ah, uh, so, so you the, submit. You submit. It just wants it just wants the uh, social hierarchy. It does. So it once it wins, then you're done. Yeah, <laughs> and that worked for you. Uh, I don't know. I think his mom came and grabbed the horns and ran it, <laughs> pulled it away. 
put it up on the leash. Did it attack any other kids? No, just me. And we wow. were all standing in the field, and the goat just singled me out. Probably because I was, you know, I was a tall kid. I was probably the tallest guy in the field. So yeah. he's like, I'm going to go take down the biggest guy in the field so I can be king of the field. It's a little bit like um, they say, like, if you go to prison, pick a fight with the mm-hmm. biggest guy day right. one. That's a goat philosophy every day. <laughs> that is goat philosophy because I don't think that would actually work. <laughs> it wouldn't work out well for me for sure. <laughs> like that, they I did yeah. like go find the biggest guy and start a fight with him to like prove how tough you are. But what about when he starts beating you up? I've always had a problem with this because like I don't understand. I don't know what constitutes the biggest guy. Because I've heard this before, and it kind of makes me scared. <laughs> the morbidly obese guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, sometimes I'm afraid to go to bars because it's like, I don't know if people think I'm the biggest guy. <laughs> like, I don't want to fight you. I'm going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not the big. I'm the tallest guy. I'm not the biggest guy. That's funny. Uh, anyway. But you have the same, you're the same philosophy as fighting goats. Exactly. Go to bars. <laughs> Well, All right, I'll just take it. I mean, the other part about this is like this, you know, this guy was riding a bike, which is mm. basically a goat. Like, a goat has terrible vision, right? We all dissected goat eyes when we were in junior high. Um, No, we did not oh, all do that. I did that. I did not. Apparently, I went to Dexter Junior High. We did <laughs> a bizarre. Lo- we did a lot of dissections, but goat eyes was one of them. Huh. Um. But they have terrible vision. So, like, he's basically seeing this thing rolling down the street. Uh, Voldemort is a, is a black sheep. He's a, he's a black goat. His, his fur is black. He's seeing a black bike that basically has two horns sticking out of the top. Roving, around, roving along the street, he's going to attack it. I like it. Yeah. What do you think of the this boy's defense? Running up in the tree. tree. What I don't understand is that he said he was in the tree for an hour, which I'm calling BS on, because this is a crowded street. Like, there was nobody around who could well, be like... Well, he's a paper boy. It's it's like 4.45 a.m. Oh, I didn't get that it was that early. Yeah, well, that's the thing. At first, it, they mentioned that under the cloak of darkness, Voldemort attacked. Well... And I was like, how late was this paper boy? Oh, wait. Early it's morning. probably really early. Well, you know, northern Utah. Yeah. No, I don't, because I'm not a Northern Utah specialist. <laughs> oh, man. I love this story, though. I'm I've Voldemort. also... I've been around goats that are totally docile, though. Yeah, there's just mean goats, man. <laughs> there are just mean goats. Isn't that weird, though? Like, sometimes an animal's just mean as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah from an just... otherwise friendly... I, I'm sure there's, like, a mean-ass sloth out there. He's pissed. He'll <laughs> just totally shred you. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, that's the mean one. It's like, what happens? What makes that one mean? He will slowly claw you to death. <laughs> and then he'll dig up your remains and poop at them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because sloths dig up dig uh, little toilets with their tails and poop in them and then dig them back up. Oh, they They're- truly are. Could you get one to poop in a cat box, do you think? I like I've always had a dream of having yeah. a sloth and Air Jordan. Yeah, Air Jordan and uh put a little Michael Jordan jer- jersey on him and have a, a, a basketball hoop in my house that he can hang from. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if there was just a tree like a potted plant that he would just do his business in the plant and then it would True. But then the eventually the plant's going to die cuz there's nothing but sloth poop in there. <laughs> sloth poop is very high in nutrients. Oh, okay. That's the thing that sloths do, man. They eat the tree and then they poop and then they feed the tree. 
Yeah. It's its own circle of life. Its own uh, carcass. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to eat your hair, and then you're going to eat my poop of your hair. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting perspective, Eric. basically what they're doing. Well, there you have it. That's goat news for this week. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to our Facebook route, but before we do, we're going to talk to you about the Ball Move Network. Of course, uh, we have Watching Dead going on right now, covering all your needs for The Walking Dead. And if you're like me and uh, you're catching up on Mad Men or Breaking Bad on Netflix, we got podcasts for that shit, too. And they're really, really good. Um, I actually listened through all of the Breaking Good podcasts uh, recently, and I uh, shed a tear on the last one because it's just so damn beautiful. Anyway, uh, I'm a big softie. We also have the Because Show, which is uh, the ladies down in Los Angeles talking about uh, makeup and uh, books and uh, wine and awesome stuff like that and life and sex and hobbies and uh, they got a lot of knowledge, so uh, listen to them. And then, of course, we got Up Yours Downstairs covering everything Edwardian. If it's on Masterpiece, it's on Up Yours Downstairs. And, uh, and then we're on there as well. And then just want to shout out once again, uh, make sure I have the link right, but uh, we are giving away all of the money from the uh, Bald Move Amazon affiliate link to Child's Play. And... Uh, once again, guys, just uh, go to our affiliate link. You can go to the ballmove.com page, and it's actually up on the banner. You can just go to amazon.ballmove.com, bookmark that page, and that's our click-through. Do your regular shopping on Amazon. We get a kickback, and we're giving it to kids in the hospital. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, ballmove.com. You can also get in touch with us. Uh, send us an email at personalarrogates at gmail.com. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. We have our Twitter, at Personal Podcast. You can rate and review us on iTunes, which helps us out a lot. It gets us up the rankings. It gets us more exposure, and more people will listen to us. And then this little uh, Alaska house gets bigger and bigger, and then we have a great bonfire. We eat some smoked salmon. It's delicious. And uh, we're also on Facebook. You can find us on the Bald Move Facebook page, and you can also find us on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. Speaking of that, every week... We post on our Personal Arrogance Facebook page, say, hey, we're recording tonight. What do you want us to talk about? And you give us your responses in a little segment we call the Facebook Roundup. And here it is. Sean says, if you had to take revenge on someone that tried to ruin your salsa business, what would you do asking for a friend? Salsa business, man. Well, the uh, the Sriracha factory right? got shut down because the crushed peppers mm-hmm. were... Uh, affecting the neighborhood so just say that you know the the dice the dicing of tomatoes is setting off my allergies exactly they're gonna have to shut it down scale back shut it down and i am hoarding sriracha uh yeah that's called buying one bottle of it because it (laughs) will last you 10 years (laughs) no one noticed the shortage of sriracha because their (laughs) bottles were full for the next five years uh sean also sent us a video did you see this video uh, the GABF. The monster-sized, oh. unidentifiable creature dug up in Vietnam. No, I didn't. So it's just a YouTube Probably video. Cthulhu. It's a blue whale. It's a blue it's whale a, carcass. It's a Cthulhu. It's a whale carcass, people. It's just a giant whale carcass. But it is kind of creepy. I mean, it looks like something from a B-movie, but it's actual footage. I, I don't know where they got this thing from, but they're trying to move it. Um, it looks like a giant worm, but it's it's a whale. 
James Patterson says, as far as I know, the sloth, ooh, very relevant here, is the only animal named after one of the deadly, seven deadly sins. If you had to rename other animals after the deadly sins, which would you pick? Also, JR from Philly always has the most delicious phone quality. <laughs> he sounds like he speaks uh, to you through a solid gold microphone wrapped in red velvet icing. Well, that's because he sends us uh, wave files. And, and you can too. Is. You can just send us your wave files at personalarrogance.gmail.com. Same thing Dennis Kleinbeck does mm-hmm. out, in Ger- out in Germantown. Um, and they come through nice, loud, and clear for the podcast. Uh, but uh, but animals named after the seven deadly sins. So what about wrath, buddy? What animal is wrath? Grizzly bear. Duh. What what about gluttony? Uh, whale shark. Mm, I, I would go with humpback whale. Okay, definitely a whale. Yeah, total total plankton gluttons. Plankton. What about lust? Bonobos. Ooh, a little bonobo lust. <laughs> have you seen the videos of the penis fencing bonobos? I have not. What is happening they, in these? They fight with their boners. <laughs> so they're basically like like they get goats? boners and then sword fight, and it's like a social dominance thing. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, what about greed? Um, uh, baboons. Love it. You know, when I was in Africa, you would eat Man, your breakfast. You're a world traveler today. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I was in Africa, uh, we were out. We were on like we were doing a safari in Kenya, and. We were at this like resort place, and you ate breakfast outside on the patio. But while you were eating breakfast, there would be baboons just like watching you. That's like, creepy. And not far away, like six From feet the away, they had a little wall around it. No, they were sitting on the wall. Oh, God. They'd watch you eat, and then when you got up, they would go and go on the table and eat all your leftovers. <laughs> at least they're nice enough to wait. Fucking creepy, man. I'll take scavenging baboons over like attacking baboons. <laughs> what about what about envy? What's the most uh, envious a parrot? Parrot. I feel like they're envious of the gift of speech. But they have the gift <laughs> of speech. Well, what what do you think, Envy? Uh see, I'm gonna go with something like a koala bear because they're not actually bears. And they wish <laughs> they were. And they're mean, and they're cuddly, just like a grizzly bear. Yeah. But they're not bears. I'll allow it. All right. What about pride? Well, lion's a little too on the nose. <laughs> I love it, though. Um, I'm going to go with penguins, dude, because they're always sticking their chest out. Especially those emperor penguins. Yeah, and they have like no natural predators except for the cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, emperor penguins are pride, man. Let's see yeah. if we got them all. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. I think we got them. Wow, you know the seven deadly sins offhand? Well, dude, I've watched seven like three times. Oh. Morgan I've never Freeman. seen that movie. Oh, dude, you haven't? That's a good movie. I've heard it's good, yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah, Kevin I've Spacey. heard. Uh, all right. Uh, Angela Martinez says, football, family, food, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving, Jesse? Um, Just being lazy. I gotta yes. say, it's the food, man. Yeah, food. 
It's I love holidays where you can put as much on your plate as you want, and nobody. It's a combination like, of all things, though. Of yeah, like seeing the family and also stuffing yourself, and also sitting on the couch and watching something. Yeah, having a good time at Alaska House. <laughs> uh, Jacob Jones Martinez says, "How awesome is it that Rogers Acid Trip has an eight-game winning streak? Isn't it awesome?" He's got a nail-biter coming up against Aaron, but the last eight weeks have been pretty rad, right? This is the Arrogant Move League, Jesse, which I believe you've been knocked out of now. Officially yeah, knocked out of the playoffs. But Rogers Acid Trips was one of the worst teams in the league, and now they're on a tear making their cool. playoff run. So we'll see what happens. Also, there will be a trophy for the winner, and we're, I'm trying to figure out what to do for the loser of the league because there will still be playoffs to, to figure out who is in last place. Oh, really? I'm thinking we should name something on the podcast after them. I don't know. I say just let them out mercifully. We can't do that, dude. It's fantasy football. There's nothing fantasy more football is so. I'm so over it. Fantasy football is the stupidest thing. I don't think it's stupid, dude. You just got to you gotta, you gotta play it every week. You got to stay on top of it. It's, it's like... not fun. You're not actually good at anything if you're good at fantasy football. That's not true. You're good at picking the guys that are good at doing something. It's so stupid. I don't think it's that I'm stupid. I'm into real-ass football. <laughs> the fantasy thing is so lame. It's such a waste of time. It takes way too long. A whole goddamn football season? Dude, it doesn't. <laughs> that's how long a football season is. Like, yeah, football like they, is great. I can't watch this Seahawks because they, they play for like three months. No, football is great. Fantasy football is just stupid and I'm meaningless. Just, I don't know. But you just got to play it right, dude. It's fine if you don't have the passion, but I don't think you should badmouth people who like it. I should because you're into something that's stupid. <laughs> you're like Thanks. a stupid, uh, blithe Redditor. I just want to say that I'm in three leagues, and I'm in second place in two of them and first place in the other one. So I don't think it's all just luck here, J-Dog. Cool story. Thanks, man. Jonathan says, I got an Xbox One for my wife for Christmas, and she gave it to me early. What? That's, uh, I think that's, that's pretty early. It is early. Uh, I have to say, I'm actually really liking the voice control, and it works really well. I really believe that Microsoft will change the way people watch and interact with their televisions. So there's a little mini review from somebody who's actually got a console, which uh, we don't have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then finally, James McKinnon sent us the uh, Triumph Visits the Great American Beer Fest. Have you seen this video, dude? Yeah. I love it. This is like yeah, probably my favorite, my favorite Triumph sketch. Beer festivals can be a real shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. I think that's all I have to say about that. All right, Jesse, let's do some recos and call it a cast. What's your first reco? Uh, Civilization. Five. Yeah, yeah. I like it. How how are you finding it, Eric? Well, I'm still trying to figure out figure it out a little bit. I, I it does to, take a little bit of learning yeah. to know what to go after. I mean, it's really my first time playing. So, um, this is my first time playing it online, which I really uh, enjoyed, but it's a little slow. It is really slow, dude. Especially like, when people are fighting. Yeah, when you and Levi got into that battle, I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's like ten minute turns now, and I'm done immediately because I yeah, just. Waiting it's going to have something else going them. on. Yeah. Uh, but no, I definitely want, I, I want to kind of start a new game and like try a new way. But dude, you could spend, like, I bought this game. I've already spent, what, eight hours playing it? Like, I've gotten my money's worth out of this thing already. Yeah. So, I want to finish that game because I'm in this bitter war with Levi that needs 
Yeah. There needs to be a there needs to be an end. Well, I'm down for playing, or you guys could just go without me because I already lost. You haven't already lost. I you literally have his empire. You literally have twice as many <laughs> points as I do. Points mean nothing. There's several ways to win. Okay. Well, I did have a giant mil- military, but I had to get rid of a bunch of them because they were eating up all my money. Yeah, that's why you got to use them. Yeah. Well, that's when I had that giant military. I kept on getting um, tips from my military advisor that I should attack Levite because his military was really weak. <laughs> and I was thinking about going in and taking Berlin because he took my elephant early in the game and I want it back. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, the expansion <laughs> Brave New World is half price for the Steam Autumn sale. So I just picked that one up for 15 bucks instead of the usual 30 Well, that rolls right into my first record, which is the Steam Autumn sale, which is going on now. And I'm very excited about this because this is my first Steam sale that I'm being a part of. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a lot, like, Portal 2 is, like, $5. Mm-hmm. Like, now's the time to just stockpile games. Like, you could spend 20 bucks and get, like, four or five games. That's what I did over the last couple years. I still have, a, I still have like, L.A. Noir. I haven't played. I, mm. I still haven't played, uh, like, Metro 2033 and Portal 2. I got a bunch of games I need to get to. <laughs> Do the Steam Autumn Sale because you'll get a lot of games that you'll never play. No, that's the thing, though, is, like, I will play them. <laughs> oh, by the way, FTL's five bucks. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Steam Autumn Sale. What's your Seco Reco, J-Dog? Oh, so I have rekindled my love affair with Salami. Oh, are you serious? Me too, man. Salami is the king of yes. meats. I don't get. I don't understand why bacon gets all the press, because salami is better than bacon. It really is, dude. Like, And you don't have to cook it. Like, you just get yeah. the salami, and you make a salami sandwich, and it's the great... Like, I made these breakfast sandwiches... It was like an egg, like a like a soft boiled egg, not a soft boiled egg, a, an over easy egg, on toast with like some spring greens and then salami, and it was the most delicious thing ever. Yeah, yeah, salami is great. I've been, yeah. uh, I'll like go to, I'll go to like the Safeway and get their cheap like Safeway brand uh, pizza that you cook at home. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then I go buy like the the pack of um, Columbus dry salami, mm-hmm. throw that on there, and then it's like delicious and pretty cheap. Do it, good, salami, good, good one, man. And then uh, I just watched this. I got a couple of Netflix recommendations. Um, the first one I just watched this movie. It's called Crystal Fairy. It stars Michael Sarah about a guy who really wants to go on a mescaline trip in Chile. It's an independent film from Sundance, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, check that one out. On Netflix, also Guilty Pleasure on Netflix, Comic Book Men. It's Kevin Smith's show about uh, his comic book shop. It's a reality show about his comic book shop in New Jersey. But it's like basically just filling that void that Pawn Stars and uh, American Pickers left in my soul. But it just fills that void. Dude, American Pickers, man. I always regret that I never made an American Pickers uh, podcast. American Pickers Peck to Pick a Pickle Podcast. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, with that, I think that's a show, man. Uh, <laughs> enjoy. Sloppy, s- play more Civilization. Buy some stuff on Steam. You should, well. What? I know you just got into Steam, but it'd be cool if you got the Brave New World, because it's got, like, fucking trade routes, dude. Yeah. Trade routes. And you're like, I'm going to connect this city to that city and make a trade route, and it's going to give both cities more money, and you can do it to other people. Like, we're we, going to set there up are trade, trade There routes. are trade routes in regular Civ, dude. I had trade routes going. 
Yeah, these are different though, because <laughs> these, these could like be attacked. Okay. It's it's not just like you put a road between here and there, and it like connects it to your empire. This is like a tangible thing, and it sends like mm-hmm. boats around. It looks really cool. Cool man. Cool stuff. All right. Well, with that, Jesse, thanks uh, thanks for being on the show this week again. Uh, yeah, you've been a welcome. solid host. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm excited to see you this weekend. Yeah, totally. Uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. And remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant. arrogant.